How many times have you sat back and just asked yourself or or better yet, even posed the question to God, like, what was I created for? Like when you really take a step back and uh, you're not so focused on the day to day routine of of a job or or marriage for those of us that are married or, or school or raising kids or uh, going to church or, or paying bills after you've removed all of the uh, responsibilities that life tends to bring those that we've signed up for and those that life just kind of threw our way as functioning adults you're you're still left wondering God why. Why did you create me? Because I, I, I can't be the only one. I remember uh, being a little kid and I'd be outside playing around and there'd be these uh, moments when I just, you know, put the basketball down or, or put the bike down and I'd go and sit on the curb and I would just stare into the sky. And at, at the time I was like 10 years old. So uh, these were, you know, <laughs> really deep moments for me. And, and I didn't see it as as me trying to, you know, find the meaning of life. But I, I knew I was searching for something. And I, and I wouldn't say anything to anybody. Uh, I wouldn't go into the house and try to, you know, analyze these moments with my parents. It was just uh, a moment that I had all by myself. And so I find it interesting that, that 25, 26 years later, I'm still uh, having these moments where I may be uh, driving in the car or, or watching my kids run around in the front yard or, you know, we'll decide to go for a walk around the neighborhood. And I'll, I'll find myself mentally drifting, almost like I was when I was 10 years old. But now I know uh, exactly what's happening. It, and it's me asking God, what is this all for? Like life has to be much, much bigger than graduating from school and getting married and having a few kids and and owning a home. And it's these moments where I'm trying to see past what's happening in the present. It's me trying to um, connect the dots, you know, reflecting on the past and living in the present and, and trying to not just figure out the future, but better yet, understanding the why. And I and I imagine that that we all have moments like this, and I could be wrong, but moments where our our perspective shifts and we look uh, beyond our presence to to try to identify our purpose. When the 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 reason and and the meaning behind uh, what we've done and and where we've been and the lives we've we've impacted takes center stage, and life becomes bigger than what's happening in the moment. Because the truth is that if, if I don't understand the bigger picture, if I don't understand how this moment in time right now ties into something greater that I was created to do, then I'll neglect it. I'll neglect and devalue the, the small moments that, that have tremendous impact. I'll neglect the, the teaching and the counseling moments. I'll, I'll neglect the conversations that deposit nuggets of wisdom and hope and strength that, that I'm going to need down the road. I'll, uh, I'll neglect the growth and the development. I'll neglect opportunities that seem you know commonplace to me but are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities for others. I'll neglect the favor that God has, has placed on my life, uh, you know, unable or, or better yet unwilling to see it for what it really is. I'll, I'll start to see it as a moment in time with with, you know, no real um, significance or value rather than understanding that these moments in time are all pieces to a puzzle that I'm still trying to figure out. But I know it's bigger and, and makes more sense than I'm capable of comprehending right now.
and you know, call me crazy, but but I'm a firm believer that uh, none of us are here by accident. I believe that every human being that's ever walked this earth is a spirit that possesses a soul and and lives in an earthly body. I believe that some of those uh, stories that I've heard of how people were um, conceived in the unfortunate circumstances about how, you know, raw and painful and horrific and and unfortunate um, some of those circumstances were. I I don't think that any of us are, are here on earth in this moment, on this date and time by accident. Which leads me to believe that that there is is purpose connected to our existence. So in my mind, not not only was I born with a purpose, but if I'm still living and breathing, then that must mean that there's still purpose in my presence. That there was something that I was created to do. There was um, a problem I was specifically designed to solve. That there's a group of people that I specifically have the capacity to reach and influence to help. And the amazing thing about it is that this world is big enough for us all to exist and fulfill our purpose simultaneously. I love looking at at watches or clocks that are uh, engineered in such a way that there are multiple pendulums or or gears and the movement of one gear affects the rotation and the speed of the gear surrounding it. And when one gear stops working, it doesn't mean that that the entire clock stops working. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, the watch is no longer capable uh, of telling time accurately or if at all. But what it does mean is that the gears that are working have to work twice as hard to make up for uh, the lack of movement with the gears around it. And so I had this thought, what if what if we stopped looking at our lives in terms of, of political affiliation and socioeconomic status, where we're from or or what we have? And instead, we started looking at our lives as gears, a part of something um you know, much bigger than we're even fully capable of grasping or comprehending. What if we started looking at our lives from the perspective that there doesn't uh, have to be this notion that in order to accomplish what God intended for me to accomplish here on earth, it means that I've got to be first. I've got to be the loudest. I've got to be uh, the best that I have to knock off or overshadow the competition in order to be successful. Thinking that's that's solely focused on what I can accomplish and what I'm able to do and how far I'm able to make it. When the reality is that we're all gears intrinsically, intentionally and uh, impeccably intertwined to rely on the movement of those around us. So here's a question. When when do you sense the most fulfillment in life? If there's a moment you can think back to when you said to yourself, man, I I was made for this. I was made for this moment. I was made to do this. A second where uh, the magnitude of the moment felt divine. I'll tell you this, that regardless of who you are and what you've accomplished up to this point in life, regardless of uh, the degrees or plaques that may hang on your wall and how much money you may have in your bank account or what city or county you may live in, I can almost guarantee you that you feel the most satisfaction and joy in life when your actions are tied to helping someone else. And the reason for that is because it's that action of helping others that connects us to something much bigger than ourselves. Because the truth is that we were created for community. 
We were created for, uh, for friendship and family and connection. And the gifts and the talents and the resources that we've been blessed with are intended to reach and assist and encourage far more people than uh, we look at in the mirror and see every morning. Going back to uh, the clock or, or watch analogy, what, what good does it do to have a gear off all by itself that's spinning and it's moving flawlessly and it's showing no signs of, of slowing down? It's moving faster and more consistently than any of the other gears uh, in the watch. But it's not helping anything else move. Its pace and, and its, its progress isn't helping any other gear achieve momentum. Sure, it stands out and it's, it's absolutely noticeable. But in the end and in the context of the big, bigger picture, what did it really do? And too often in life, our response to hurt and pain and trauma and disappointment and embarrassment is to isolate ourselves. It's to remove ourselves from any surroundings or situations that could lead to uh, transparency or, or vulnerability. And we develop this mindset of, of you know what, I'm, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to focus on me and, and what I need to accomplish and what I need to overcome and what I need to get through. And I'm not going to be worried about anybody else. And I don't want to know what's going on with, with anybody else. And ultimately what ends up happening is we become so hyper-focused on what's happening on our little axle that we inevitably become uh, just like the gear that's moving flawlessly. And showing no signs of slowing down and we're, you know, moving faster and more consistently than anybody else within our circle of influence. But we're not helping anyone else move. Our pace and uh, our progress isn't helping anybody else around us achieve momentum. And so what happens to um, the ripple effect and the impact that we're supposed to make as Christians? who serves a savior that, that we proclaim to have, you know, the power to heal the sick and to raise the dead, to, to open the eyes of the blind and to, to, you know, to make the lame walk. What happens to uh, our influence and our impact and our ability to inspire if we're off operating on our own axle independent of those around us? Or even worse, if we just stopped working or moving altogether. But on the contrary, what could happen if we all understood our role and the part that we were uh, specifically designed to play and how our connection to others in life isn't by accident, that your circle of influence isn't uh, assembled by coincidence and that we're all gears designed to uh, affect those around us, that we play a much bigger role and, and that our lives serves uh, a much bigger purpose than what we ever have given ourselves credit for. And it reminds me of a passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians 12, and, and, and I won't read it in its entirety, but it starts uh, by saying in verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet that I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are, are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are uh, unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Well, our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving uh, greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. 
And so this month, our, our, our focus has shifted to uh, pursuing purpose. And purpose is, is one of those buzzwords that has been, you know, tossed around haphazardly over the last few decades. You can't walk into uh, a bookstore with, without there being an entire section dedicated to, you know, finding your purpose or fulfilling your purpose or reigniting your purpose. And it's become so commercialized that it's almost become a gimmick to talk about. It's become so so diluted and, and watered down to uh, to many that the idea of discovering your purpose has just become a joke in a way to capitalize. Which is unfortunate because I find so many people that are wandering through life. And the incredible thing or, or better said, the, the heartbreaking thing about it is that it's people on both ends of the spectrum. I've seen wealthy people seemingly wander through life. And on the flip side, I've seen people that are less fortunate wander through life. I've seen uh, academically educated people wander through life. And I've seen uneducated people wander through life. I've seen religious people just wandering through life. And I've seen unreligious people wander through life. And what I've ultimately found is that uh, purpose has less to do with how high you're able to elevate yourself with prestige and accolades and awards, but has everything to do with how much you're willing to humble yourself. How many people have you seen uh, that seem to have it all? but still talk about how empty they feel on the inside. Because the truth is that if we really want to uh, pursue our purpose, what that really means has less and less to do with uh, chasing titles and positions and awards, but has everything to do with pursuing God. To sit before God and admit that, that first and foremost, I am absolutely nothing without you. I believe it was Job that said in the, the 21st verse of uh, the first chapter, naked I, I came into this world and naked I will return. Simply meaning that if you strip me of all of the tangible and, and physical things that seemingly makes me me, what you'll then see is who I really am. And Job isn't, isn't referring to his physical appearance as much as he's referring to the condition of his heart. And so who, who better to ask about uh, the purpose of a product than, than the manufacturer that engineered it, that, that hardwired it and assembled it? If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that, that our purpose cannot be found absent of Jesus. And so there are a few things that, that I've learned um, along the way in regards to uh, purpose and, and pursuing our purpose. And, and number one is our purpose is always tied to the promises of God. If what you're doing pushes you further and further away from God or people, then I, I encourage you to reevaluate what you're doing. If what we find ourselves uh, doing creates division and, and, and is destructive, then uh, I believe that an assessment of our purpose is in order, regardless of how um, financially freeing it is or uh, how high you get on a pedestal. If, if it creates division and is destructive, then I, I truly believe that, that it requires some assessing because the word of God is life giving and, and it creates and it, it, it restores and it, it rejuvenates and refreshes and it's proven to be uh, a healer and it's selfless and it speaks of, you know, compassion and, and conviction. 
And the ultimate test of whether or not we're fulfilling our purpose isn't found in how uh, financially successful we are or how many likes or followers we have on social media or how you know, large our business grows. The true test is found in the impact that you're having and that I'm having on those within our circle of influence. If, if our momentum is sparking their momentum, if our movement is, is creating a ripple effect that in turn positively impacts those around us. And if it ultimately draws others closer and closer, not just to community, but more importantly, to a relationship with Jesus. The second thing that I've noticed about pursuing purpose is that our purpose is directly tied to the people that we get to do life with. Our life was meant to create a ripple effect, a, a, a tidal wave, so to speak. I love the part of, of the scripture I read from 1 Corinthians where it says, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every, uh, every part rejoices with it. Because the truth is that doing life with imperfect people isn't always fun. Let's just be honest. But community and, and friendship is absolutely necessary. There's a reason why Jesus only had 12 disciples. And, and even within that 12, he had three that he appeared to be closer with in, in Peter and in James and John. But he absolutely understood the importance of, of doing life with people that God has allowed to breach or enter our circle of influence. And so we, we have to ask ourselves the question, what are we doing with our influence? Because we absolutely have it. We, we absolutely have a sphere of individuals uh, that are watching, whether they say it, whether they communicate it or not. Uh, the influence is there and it's up to us to determine how effectively we're using it. The third thing I noticed when when pursuing purpose uh, is that our purpose is plentiful. And when I think about this point, I, uh, the first person that, that comes to mind for me is Kobe Bryant. Who, when you you look at him, you know without a shadow of a doubt that that God created Kobe to play ball. There's there's no denying his greatness. I don't care if you are a Lakers fan or not. I don't care if you are a Kobe fan or not. You can look at him and you can just automatically tell that when God manufactured that man, that he created him to play ball. There's no denying his greatness. There's no denying his skill and his his athleticism and his longevity. And there's certainly no denying his will and his heart. But Kobe's world didn't didn't stop just because he stopped playing basketball. He immediately took that same passion, that same energy and greatness. He took uh, the same will and heart and went and won an Oscar for his animated short, Dear Basketball. He then became a huge advocate and supporter of women's sports, oftentimes, you know, attending more WNBA games and, and women's soccer games than he would NBA games. He spoke up about the the importance of, you know, equality in terms of pay and ownership for women. And it's a great example of how just because one door closes, it doesn't mean that that our purpose is extinguished. But it's just evidence that that our purpose is plentiful, that that opportunities are endless if we're willing to do our part. But that part doesn't start with great accomplishments as much as it starts with submission to Jesus.
Listen, I'm super excited to extend this conversation and to to have our next guest on the podcast to talk further about this idea of pursuing purpose. I I, I hope that you all um, enjoyed this opening podcast. And if you did, please do us a huge favor and, and share the link on your social media page and, you know, leave a comment, which will help us continue to to spread our podcast globally. And also make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out our store for the latest um, merch updates. And as always, fam, thank you so much for choosing to rock with us. As always, this is The Kitchen Table. Until next time, be blessed. Be blessed.